so good to, th- oh man, I miss y'all too. I was like, a month ago, I was like, I, gotta, I need to go back today. I need to go back today. We want to, first I want to say hello to everybody in East County, North County, and we got San Ysidro starting next week, but we have people down there today as well, so God bless y'all on all the micro sites, amen, God bless you. We got the micro sites, we got people out there in Coronado, all the people online, uh, how y'all doing? Uh, if you're a visitor, <laughs> my name is Miles, I'm the pastor of the Rock Church, and I've uh, been gone for a while, about 10 weeks or so. Had an extended time off. I actually worked about two or three hours every day during that time anyway, but uh, it was a good time off, and uh, it is so good to be back. Literally, like a month ago, I'm like, I, I, I'm ready to go back. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but I had tickets. I had to take, go on this trip, so I, and I, which I love uh, trip I went on, but uh, um, it was, it's so good to be back. And um, before we pray, um, if you are a visitor, I just want to kind of recalibrate us, our focus. Amen. Uh, one, it's great to be back. How y'all doing? And next week we're starting San Ysidro campus. So if you're down, if you're down that way by the border, we got a, a campus starting up. We have a campus uh, in North County, East County, San Ysidro, and hopefully next year City Heights and right here in Point Loma online. Amen. God bless you. Um, uh, if you're new, we, uh, my name is Miles. We started the church in the year 2000 at San Diego State. Amen. We started at Montezuma Hall. We were there about 45 to 47 Sundays a year. What does that mean? In the first five years, we moved 33 times. We were at hotels. We were outside. How many of you did not know that, by the way, that we moved 33 times? Raise your hand real high. God bless you. We moved around all these places. I mean, if this is all you know, this is not all we have. We used to be in Montezuma Hall in a room of about 1,000, and sometimes they would, every year we'd have to leave it on a Sunday or sometimes three Sundays in a row. And we would send a flyer out, you know, we're not going to be here for three weeks. So if you come and we're gone, it's not the rapture. You just, we're over here. <laughs> and it was, it was, you know, we were in the wilderness. We would be at a hotel. We'd be outside all open air theater. We'd be in the rain. It was just amazing how God just continued to bless us and grow us through that time. And then we moved to Rough and Road, which is an industrial uh, park over there in Sierra Mesa. While we were getting this building, it took us six and a half years to from the time we found this building to the time we moved in. And that six and a half years, a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of battles, a lot of stress, and God prevailed. Obviously, he wanted us in here. Um, and now we're here, and we have a building here. We have one in San Marcos. We have about 1,200 people every Sunday. We have a building in um, East County where there's about 2,800 people. They're screaming right now. I can hear them screaming out there in East County. We have San Isidro. They're screaming down there now because that's going to start officially next week, but they're down there testing all the... TV stuff and the video stuff. They're all watching live on video. And um, then we have online and we have microsites where people watch the sermon live in a gym in Coronado right now. My boys and girls out there, my people's out there. We have them in laundry mats and bars and, uh, you know, however we can get them. We were 12 hours away from a strip club letting us show it in the strip club um, because we have ladies that go to the strip club. But they didn't do it, so we're still trying to get a strip club that was willing to show up. But they were advertising on the tables at the strip club. Now, I want you to just back up. We have, because I know some of y'all brains like, you just had a short circuit in your mind. We have about 150 ministries led by volunteers in the community. And one of them is JC's Girls. They go to strip clubs. It's only girls, a woman-only ministry. And they go in the strip club and they minister to the strippers. And so the strip club, this one particular strip club had agreed tentatively to show our sermons live in the strip club. 
And so they had these little advertisements on the table. You know, the little, little menu that stands up on the table. It said, next week, brunch, rock church, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the dudes are watching the girls and they're looking, they got God staring them in the face. <laughs> And so they, they would lay the, the thing down on the table because it was so convicted. It didn't happen, but um, uh, we're still hoping that one day we can get in a strip club. And you, if, that, if that still doesn't make sense to you, we want to bring the gospel everywhere. Everywhere. Amen. So you can live stream it on your phone, your app. You can live stream people all over the world watching right now on their phone or their computer or whatever. Um, I say all that to say this. Um, all that is not for the sake of having a lot of people watch a sermon at all. When God started this church in the year 2000, it was never to have a crowd to talk to. What I was doing at the time is I was traveling around the country talking anyway. Um, God said, I want an army. And Jesus didn't die on the cross to establish a, a Sunday service. He established a family an army, a body that would go out and represent the gospel to the world. That's the purpose. And so that's why we're here, is to represent the gospel to the world. And some of you may not, it may be new to you. You may come from a church where you just sit, listen, and then go home, and, and that's it. That's not what church is in God's mind, so we don't want that to be in our mind. So um, we're going to continue our series, Kingdom Come, today, but we're going to continue it with an extra little dose of hot sauce. And uh, I'll let you know what that is uh, after we pray. So right now, we're going to get on our knees and pray. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your patience. And Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that... I, the presence of God would fill this room in a way that we would sense it, that we would respond to it, that it would change our life. And we don't want to just have sing songs and listen to a guy yell for 40 minutes. We want to be in the presence of God and we want to have a, an encounter with the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. You like my Gumby outfit? Green. Is it green? Is that green? That's blue? No, it's not blue. This is blue. <laughs> I'm colorblind. Let's see, your, let's see your Bibles. One more time, church, say word. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Well, my shirt is green. No? This is not green? <laughs> well, do these match? Okay. I thought I had green on all this time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My eyes change color, by the way. And my eyes change color from brown, hazel, blue to green, depending on what I'm wearing. So, are my eyes green? (laughs) 
Okay. So I was watching um, this CrossFit competition. Does anybody not know what CrossFit is? Raise your hand real high. Okay, so it's, it's these athletes, super athletes that they, they bench press, they power lift, they, they do chin-ups, dips, they swim. They do all kind of crazy extreme exercises to a crazy extreme level. And I was watching, I mean, I've, in the last few months I watched a, a guy competition and a girl competition. The girl competition scared me because <laughs> these girls were like, they were, the guys I don't even want to, I can't even, can't comprehend doing that, but the girls were killing it. It's like, I never been able to do, never have never been able to do that. They're just like, huh, huh, 250. I mean, it's like, dang, girl. <laughs> and smiling at the same time, be don't cute. Like, hey, how you doing? Whoosh, you know. So I was watching this, and I was just amazed at how in shape they are. And, you know, you always want to, man, I want to do that, I want to do that, I want to do that. I said, what if? Everyone say, what if? What if I worked out like that? I mean, what if I worked out like them? You ever wonder what if you exercised every day like you should? What if you studied for real? What if you read the Bible every day and prayed every day and waited for God to talk to you every day? What if you got all the drama people out of your life and had people in your life who can invest spiritually into your life, godly people? What would you be? What would you be if you knew exactly what God wanted you to do and what if you focused on that with your life? What if you stop listening to garbage music and lyrics, or lyrics more so, and just listen to music that lifted your spirit or encouraged you? Not, not all non-Christian Jesus music is wrong. Okay, I'm not saying that. But you listen to stuff that was edifying. And you, listen, you didn't listen. Just what if you just cut all that out of your life? What if you cut all gossip talk radio out of your life? What if... You stop gossiping altogether. What if that? What if you said, when I, someone gossips to me, I'm not going to listen to them. Imagine how many friends you would lose. Christian friends. What if you stood up for the word of God every time God told you to stand up for the word of God? What if you loved your neighbor as yourself like the Bible says? What if that person that you have a grudge against... You went up and apologized and made up. And no matter what they said, you loved them anyway. This is all Bible stuff. This is all stuff God wants us to do. So this whole series, which is going to take us about three to four or five months, I don't know how long it's going to take because I don't know. It's called what if. Everyone say what if. And, and here's the big what if. Uh, uh, what if we prayed and meant it, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you imagine if you prayed that and meant it every single day? In other words, God, whatever thoughts you have in the kingdom, and we'll get it, kingdom of God is anywhere God is in complete control, 
And we'll talk more about that in, in, in a while. In the kingdom of God, in heaven, God has an idea who he wants you to be. In other words, there's a kingdom of God version of you. <laughs> Paul said, I press on, in Philippians chapter 3, I press on that I may apprehend what Christ has apprehended for me. I press and press that I could become the person Christ created me to be. I call that your kingdom of God version, your perfected version of who you are. When you got saved, you were jacked up over here, and hopefully as you walk with God, you became more Christ-like. You are approaching the kingdom of God version that will be realized when you die and go to heaven. Are you following me? What, what if you prayed, Lord, the, the kingdom of God version of me, I want that. Whatever it costs me. What if I really tithe? Because a lot of you don't. Most of you don't. What would happen here and what would happen in your life? Both amazing things. What if all of you served? So what if we said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we want that corporately. Imagine if we corporately said that and said, Lord, we are serious. I'm going to tell you something. God would, God would sh show up in a ways we haven't seen. Now, I'm going to make a bold prediction for this series. Okay? Now, understand I can't make bold predictions because predictions I don't know the future. So my prediction is only based on what I believe God's promises are. Everyone say, you can't make bold predictions. Now, I can make it. It just doesn't, have any, doesn't mean anything unless it's the word because I don't have any power about the future. Are you following me? So I'm just going to tell you what I believe, but in the end, God's got to do it. Are you feeling me? Here's my bold prediction. If you are serious about this message, not the one today, this series, and you really do it, you really come every week. I'm going to challenge you to come every week. On average, 40 to 50% of you weren't here last week. And every week, next week, this many people won't be here, and there will be another group of people that will be there. Happens every week. What if you came, I want to challenge you to come every week. I want to challenge you to come on time. So, and by the way, let me explain on time because everybody's got their time. You got white people time, black people time, Chinese time, Filipino time, Mexican time. Everyone's got a different clock. And no one's got a corner market on being late. Everybody's late. I mean, every culture has a, a version of lateness. Sometimes, can I get Amen. It's true. If you go to different cultures, I'm not going to call any cultures out, but I went to this one country and we were having meetings literally two hours. All right, the meeting's at 10. Oh, no, noon. I'm like, I'm like there an hour early. My, 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 my dad was like ridiculously early. Like we would have a football game at like 7 o'clock in the night and he's there at 2 in the afternoon sitting in the parking lot. No lie. So that was my, my training. But let me, so let me explain on time. If the, if the service starts at 8, 10, 12, 5, or 7, which is our service times, you are there before the hour, in your seat, ready to go. That's on time. Not driving into the parking lot at 10. You're not, still not here. In the seat before 10. Okay, that's, that's what I mean by on time. Imagine, if you came, imagine what if you came on time and you had a Bible. Now, if you wonder, well, how come they don't put the, the words on the screen? How come they don't put the words in the, in the bulletin? Because we want you to have to have a Bible. There is a Bible in your house. Your grandmother put a Bible in your house. 
there is a Bible in your house. I, I'm telling you, I don't care if you just moved in an apartment and you never had a Bible in your life and you just moved in an apartment last night, there's a Bible in that apartment somewhere. <laughs> or it's on your phone. Bring a Bible, come on time. That's my challenge to you. And if you say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this series. I'm going to come faithfully. I'm going to come on time. I'm going to have my Bible. I'm going to have a pen. My heart's going to be right. I'm going to get in a small group, by the way. And I'm going to get involved. Here's my bold prediction. You will see a miracle happen in your life. And when I say by miracle, let me explain miracle. Is that God do something in your life that you can't do. That I'll just give you that as a definition for now. That you go, oh, snap. Way beyond what you could ask or imagine. Because what we're going to talk about is we're going to pray the prayer God told us to pray. And when we pray the prayer God told us to pray, which is asking him to do what he wants to do, he has to do it. I'm not saying he has to do it because I, he keeps his promise. So we're going to learn to pray the prayer God wants us to pray, which is the prayer he, tell, which is him, a prayer telling him to do, asking him to do what he said he wants to do. One of the definitions of prayer is finding out what God wants to do and then asking him to do it. Finding out what God wants to do and then asking him to do it. So we're going to do that. And throughout the series, the series, you're going to hear God tell you to do something he wants to do in someone else's life, like lead them to salvation or pray for their healing. And you're going to have the faith to say, Okay, here we go. And you're going to pray and God's going to do something right through your life. Unbelievable. And what I, my charge is to help you understand why that's true and to believe it and by faith to, to, to do it based on the facts of the word of God and the promises of the word of God. So I was away, uh, not this past week, but the two weeks before that, I was out of town with my wife. And during that time, God I had God moments I hadn't had in a long time, maybe the most vivid conversations with God ever. And he said, Miles, the kingdom of God. This whole series, Kingdom Come, which we started in February, now I want you to take it to the next level. And I want you to, I want you to teach the rock and beyond huh, the kingdom of God to pray thy kingdom come. And I want you to encourage them, motivate them to trust me that thy kingdom will come. That God's version of your life in heaven will happen. Let me give you an example. Everybody here, everybody in all the campuses, if you are married, if you're a guy and you're married, raise your hand. Okay. Is, is your wife here? Say yes. Okay. So I want you to take your hand and I want you to put your arm around your wife. Hopefully she's sitting next to you. Because she's not, all the more we need to pray. <laughs> so when God looks at your marriage, he's like from heaven. And we all know God's everywhere. But when, 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 when God in the kingdom of God looks from heaven, he says, I, God, would love to see this marriage like this. I would love to see them get along this way. Spend time with me this way. Forgive each other this way. But they don't. So when you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my marriage as it is in heaven. Lord, thy will be done in my marriage. That's what you can ask God. God, I want my marriage to be what you want, not what I want. Does that make sense? 
in every area of your life when you say, thy will be done, thy kingdom. The kingdom of God is anywhere God is in control. It's the king's domain. It's the area that the king is in charge of. That's the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Not only seek going to heaven, but seek bringing heaven. Lord, I want you to control this. I want you to control my thoughts. I want you to control my, my words. I don't want to say anything you don't like. I want the kingdom of heaven to be here. The Bible says in Luke that the kingdom is in you. If you have Christ in you, you have the seed of the kingdom in you. Because the kingdom is where he, God, is in control and where he's present and in control. So the kingdom's in me. He wants to get out. So, Lord, I want the kingdom of heaven to be realized in my life. And when people come in my space, they experience the love of God from heaven, not my love. They experience God's ideas, not mine. They experience God's compassion, not mine. Does that make sense to you? So we're going to pray for our wives in a minute. We're going to have all the guys pray for your wives. And what you're going to pray in essence, just before I, before I lead you in this prayer, is you're going to pray, dear God, I want this marriage to be the marriage you want. Your will be done in this marriage. Fellas, you have your arm around your wife? Okay, put your arm around your wife. Everybody in all the campuses, bow your heads and close your eyes. And only the married guys are going to pray out loud. Man, I ain't never prayed before. This is awkward. Well, it's got to be a first time for everything. And guess what? It's going to be fantastic because all you got to do is repeat what I say. <laughs> Certainly you can do that. Everybody close your eyes and bow your head. Okay, fellas, only the guys who are married with your arm. And if you're married and your wife's not here, you can still pray it. Just kind of fake it like she's there. Okay, fellas, say, dear God, thank you for my wife. She is beautiful. She's wonderful. I don't deserve her. She is your little girl. Lord, give me the strength and the courage and the faith to love her as you love the church. Give me the faith to encourage her. Grant me the humility to serve her. Give her love for me that she would forgive me for all my issues because I know y'all got them. Lord, unite our hearts together as one. May your will be done in my marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give those bells a hand. Amen. What if you did that every day? All the things you want from your wife, you would get. <laughs> Ladies, say hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fellas, I know where you're at. <laughs> it really works. <laughs> Matthew chapter 
six. And by the way, you don't do it to get something at all. You do it because it's right, but all of a sudden you realize your marriage is, your relationship is what you've been trying to make it happen. It just, you can't do it in your own power. We're going to learn how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're going to learn how to pray it into reality. What I mean by that is that we're going to pray in agreement with God. And when you pray in agreement with God, who can stop it? The devil can't. But what the teaching is going to do is going to help you believe that because you don't. Look what it says in chapter, five, chapter 6, verse 5. It says, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in a secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do. By the way, we're going to study this in the next week or two. When we do, uh, we're going to talk about some of these points in here. One of them is vain repetition. Vain repetition is saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Some people, the way you use in Jesus' name is vain repetition. And some, for some people, the way you use in Jesus' name, it doesn't have the power that Jesus meant it to have because it's being used as a vain repetition. And we'll talk about that. And in the meantime, when you pray it, just mean it in your heart that, God, I want to do whatever you want to do. In other words, you think, well, uh, how many of y'all saw the new BMW, uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's a two-door and the, the doors go up. It's I what? I ate. <gasps> How much does that cost? Do you know? How much? 235000 Oh, Oh, well, I'm not going to get that car, but... <laughs> now nah, I really know I'm not going to get that car. Is it really 200000 <gasps> It is so beautiful. <laughs> but you can't just say, dear God, I want that I ate and I want that hot babe in Jesus' name. Hook me up. <laughs> it's a vain repetition. I'll just tag it on at the end and I get what I want. It's not what it means. Okay. <laughs> It says, verse 7, when you pray, everyone say when you pray. pray. It's the second time he said when you pray, not if you pray. Do not use vain repetition like the heathen do, for they think that they they, uh, they will be heard by their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have before you ask him. In this manner, pray. So I just want to give you an overview of this, what the series is going to be, and then we'll wrap it up. It says, in this manner, pray. Verse 9, our Father... In heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. By the way, Lord, we want to know your name. Do you even know the names of God and what they mean? So who are you praying to? If you ever listen to the news, you'll hear 
almost on a daily basis, our thoughts and prayers are with you. How many of you heard that by secular TV, radio? president will say, the media will say, CNN, all the people, our thoughts and prayers with you. Now, I'm glad you're thinking about me, even though your thoughts are not going to do anything for me unless something, it causes you to do something, but I, I appreciate it. And your prayers are with me, so here's my question, who are you praying to? Because you may be praying to someone I don't want to act on my behalf. <laughs> because you can pray to an evil God. So you need to know who you're praying to. And by the way, just the fact that you're praying, you're acknowledging that there's somebody listening. So we want to make sure we know who we're praying to. Okay? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 10. Your will be done, your kingdom come, your kingdom. Uh, the kingdom of God. I want to say kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is anywhere, and, and, and where it could be your heart, that it is, it is considered the king's domain. Where the king of kings is in control, has overwhelming influence. A lot of you have Christ in your heart, but he doesn't have, he is not in control of your life. In other words, he's in your heart, but you just came from TJ getting high and sleeping around with someone you never met. And you're going to get high and sleep around tonight. And you're going to live a life that's inconsistent with the Bible, yet the king's in your heart. Well, the king is not in control. Because if he was, you wouldn't be doing that. And so the, the kingdom of God, though he's in you, <laughs> he's like, when can I be the king? What if he became your king? What if when you heard that small, still voice in your mind say, don't do that, you didn't do it? Or do that, and you did it. Even though doing that is like, what? You want me to do what? That right now. God, I can't do that. Why not? I'm the king. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, not only feed me, by the way, um, for a lot of people, bread is really no good for you, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> this is not talking about one the bread, the bread that we eat. Uh, uh, and when you go to the grocery store, a lot of the food in the aisles is no good for you. You feed your stomach. You feed your brain with thoughts, images, sounds, words. You feed your ego. You feed your pride. You feed your spirit. What food is he talking about? We're going to talk about that. Okay. Give me my daily bread, my daily sustenance. You can go a long time without eating. You don't need food every day. And you don't need the food as much as you eat. You just don't. And uh, way more than a majority of the food that we eat is absolutely no good for you. Period. It has no nutritional value. It just fills your stomach and poisons your body. End of story. The devil is doing a masterful job of poisoning mankind. Poison. And that's a fact. White sugar, so bad for your brain. It's poison. But it just tastes good. It's poison that's really pretty. And attractive and a nice wrapper. And you just eat it. Lord, I want your food. I want kingdom food. I want to live by a kingdom agenda. 
Then it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. In other words, deliver me from the devil, but also, Lord, empower me that I may overcome the works of the devil in my life. I used to do cocaine, smoke marijuana every day and a bunch of other stuff that the devil had me doing, destroying my life, and I don't anymore. He delivered me from that. God can deliver you from your addiction. Deliver you from your bondage. Lord, I want that. Can you imagine if you didn't worry about what people thought in your life anymore? Imagine if you weren't motivated by pleasing man. Imagine that. That if you could only be motivated, if you got up every day, you say, I want to please God. You know, my grandson uh, is three and a half months. We're dedicating him today. And when we, when he comes over or we go over his house, he has a house already. He doesn't really, just for all y'all who might believe that. Um, we want to play with him. He walks and talks. He, he can ride a bike. He's three and a half months. He's, just, he's advanced. <laughs> but sometimes we go over and he's asleep. And we're like, get up. He's like. So we want him to wake up because we want to play. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day that I want to be the guy, and I hope you want to be this person, when you're asleep, that the Holy Spirit is in your room saying, get up. Let's, let's play. Let's do some stuff. That you'll be that person. Burst the Holy Spirit saying, man, this is going to be a long day. I ain't going to listen to anything I'm going to say. <laughs> Waste my time with this fool. <laughs> And that's my words. I'm not saying God's calling you a fool, even though the Bible does call people fools. But he's another man, you know, versus saying, I can't wait. And by the way, when you wake up in the morning, now I want you guys to test this tomorrow when you wake up. Or unless you're going to take a nap today and then you're going to wake up. But right, when you wake up, you wake up before you open your eyes. You ever notice that? I want you to test it tomorrow. You're going to be in bed. And then you're going to wake up, but you're not going to open your eyes yet. You're going to be like, I'm awake. Don't open your eyes. Before you open your eyes, start talking to God. Say, Holy Spirit, I know you're there. You're everywhere. Prepare me for your day that I may fulfill thy will in my life. Get me ready. Don't open your eyes. And just let God. Deliver me from the evil one. Lead me away from temptation, Lord. I just want to follow you. And look what it says next. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's read this together out loud. Everybody got it? And if, if you don't have it, look in the person next to you. Don't get real weird with that if you don't know them. Okay? If it's a young lady... Don't be like, yo, let me see that verse. Oh, no, no, just keep your distance. Are you ready? Where it says, in this manner pray. Let's start there. In this manner pray, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, 
but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Can you imagine if we did everything for his glory? What if everything you did was to honor him? You see football players will score touchdowns and they'll do this. I don't know all those guys, so I can't, I can only assume that they're giving glory to God. Imagine if that was your life. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Yours. So in a minute, I'm going to just pray and we're going to break off the campuses and you guys can do your offerings there. But before I do that, I want to encourage all of you in this last thing. I want to encourage you to come every week. And I want to encourage you to keep asking yourself, what if, and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And you listen and practice listening to the small, still voice in your heart. And then you would pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in my life. Thy will be done. And let God be God. Come every week. Come on time. Bring a Bible and be ready. God is going to do something in your life. We all have drama that we need God to eliminate and replace with his blessings. Can I get an amen? amen? Now is the time to say, Lord, I am putting all my chips on God. I'm not putting any chips on myself, that person, that person, that institution, that church, all on God. God. Now, if you find yourself in trouble next week, you have to ask yourself, what did I do? Or is God using that to purify me? Put your chips on God. So I'm going I'm to pray and I'm going to have all the campuses go to your campus pastor and you guys can pray for your offering. We're going to pray for it here. So let's pray real quick. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray, Lord, that this series would change our lives. I pray people would surrender all themselves to you. Trusting you are going to honor them. I pray they trust thy will to be done in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you guys go, I just want to explain the offering to you, and then I want to pray for If you're a visitor, we have offering boxes at the exits. We give the offering when we leave. The Bible says that if we give to God and if we tie to God, he will bless us where our vats will overflow. Blessings will overflow so much we couldn't handle it. What if you believe that? Because some of you, all of us need to be blessed by God. Can I get an amen? And when you give, you are actually returning to God from what he has already given to you. Because everything you have is from God. Can I get an amen? So we give, we're saying, God, not only am I giving back to you from what you give to me, I'm also giving to you trusting you are going to fill the void left from me giving to you. That you are going to bless me. It is my act of faith to honor you and 
to invest in your ministry. This is his ministry. And so before we pray, I just want you to prepare your heart. Lord, what if I really gave? And sometimes God tells you to give stuff and you go, I ain't giving all that. What if you trusted him? Because he's got this much more to give back to you in blessing in some form or fashion. Not that you're necessarily going to be financially rich, but he's going to bless you beyond what you could have asked or imagined. Can I get amen from all the people who understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have blessed us tremendously. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you give us the opportunity to give back to you as you have given to us. You gave your son. So as we prepare our offering and tithes, I pray that you speak to the giver. I pray you encourage them. I pray you bless them in advance of their giving. And that they would see that blessing even this week. And that you would remind them it was because they were faithful. Multiply the offering in all the campuses and all the microsites online as well. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you leave, we always have our campus our pastoral support team here at the stage. If you want prayer for anything, if you've got cancer, come let us pray for you. People have been healed of cancer. People have been healed of everything I can imagine. We want to pray for you. No guarantee it's going to happen, but if you don't ask... You're not going to have, you don't have because you don't ask. If you never ask, you never give yourself the opportunity. I want to pray for your marriage. I want to pray for your health. I want to pray for your job, your financial situation. They're here every Sunday to pray for you. Amen. The offering boxes are at the door. God bless you. See you next week at 957.